You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel. This morning, I'll tie up what I tried to start yesterday, even though I know I can't. <laughs> I began to teach the laws of the universe for, for three months, and I've not finished. Amen. So, um, yesterday, we began to talk about the power of the blood. Life is powered by blood. First, we saw in Job 38, 33, that... Um, if you know the laws of the universe, then you can regulate. But let's use the New Living Translation. Do you know the laws of the universe? Can you use them to regulate it? And we said that our universe is governed by laws. Natural laws, physical laws, and then spiritual laws. But you see, they scale up from physical now, there are physical laws you can put together and get, gain some things. Just like a man who has developed his physical body to do physical manual work, gains some things because to every labor, there is profit. But you see, he's limited in what he can gain, even though he gains some stuff. But the man who now begins to put his, his mind to work and begin to put the laws of the mind to work will also get profit. But he will gain more than the one who has, you know, developed his physical body and made some profit. But that's how it is also with the one who has developed his spirit man and began to put the laws of the spirit to work. He will gain more out of life than the one who has developed his mind and the one who has developed his body. Kenneth again said that... The man who knows how to pray will gain more out of life than the one who backs a college degree. And he proved it. And it's simple. What he was trying to establish is that just like the physical law, people who have developed their physical body, who know how to dig, who know how to do a lot of physical manual work, can get some things out of life. Those also who labor mentally and exercise their mind will gain more than the ones who have developed their physical ability. But you see, the one who have developed his spiritual intuition and begin to put spiritual laws to work, we gain more out of life than the one who have developed his mind. Praise God. And incidentally, there's so much the mind has been able to develop. But I've not truly explored what a man who puts spiritual laws to work will see made manifest in his life. But in any way, life is governed by spiritual forces. That's why you have a lot of politicians who did not go to school as much as you went to school. They are ruling you. The reason why they are ruling is not because they are mentally proficient. The reason why they are ruling is because somehow spiritual forces came together to make things work for them. Praise God. Say amen. But the one who combines all of them will do much more in life. Praise God. So we're talking about blood. That you can't amount to much in life without blood. Life is powered by blood, negative or positive. We saw in Numbers 
17 and 11 that um, if a man is going to see life living in this flesh, then there has to be blood upon an altar for him. Upon an altar for him. And I began to close yesterday by saying that the most outstanding persons in the different covenants in the book we call the book of the Old, Test Old Testament were men who understood blood covenant. So we talked about Abraham. Abraham was a person of blood sacrifice. Amen? Then we talked about Job. In Job 1.5, the Bible said that there was a practice that Job developed and made it a habit. What was the habit? Every time he suspected that there might be sin somewhere, he took, he took animal um, sacrifice and made for everybody who was involved. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offering according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my son have sinned and caused God in their heart. Now, that last phrase is what I wanted to get. Thus did Job continually. This is what Job did habitually. He made a habitual practice. Don't forget, Job was a very intelligent person. Job had wisdom, but there was something that was working for him more than just his wisdom. It is that Job made a habitual practice of blood sacrifice. This, the, I mean, the, the, the principle is simple. Man have sinned, and as long as they sin, there's no prosperity. As long as man have sinned, the earth will not respond to man like it ought to respond to man. As long as there's sin, the earth works against man. Originally, nothing was supposed to work against man on earth. Everything was supposed to work and cooperate with man. The lions were not meant to eat or fight man. The lions were made to, you know, serve man. The snakes were not meant to kill man. They were made to serve man. Everything, mosquitoes were not made to give you malaria. That's not the original design. They were all affected by sin. And then begin to react because of sin. So, and as long as they're seen, these forces will work against man. So, what you do is that the consequence of sin, the penalty of sin is death. Nothing short of death will pay for sin. But you see, like I said yesterday in Job 33, 24, 25, there's a principle called getting the ransom in the place of the one who is meant to die. So, you can get a substitute that can die the death of the one who is supposed to die. Once it's accepted, then it is recorded that the one who was meant to pay for his sin has already paid for it. That's how this universe works. So, in, in, in different circles, when you get into problem, you take animal sacrifice, and once the blood touches it, the earth accepts it that you have died, meaning you have paid for sin, which is ultimately what Jesus came to do. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he pointed to him, and told his disciples, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That's the good news. Is that one ultimate Lamb was found that took care of this sin problem once and for all. Praise God. But until then, that's what mankind does. He produces blood to show that he has paid for his sin. And because of that, the consequence, the effect of sin is taken care of. And that's what Job was doing until Jesus came, until Messiah showed forth. Every time he suspected there was sin, he took animals and sacrificed for himself and for his children. And once that happened, he could prosper. That was why Job was the richest in his place. It was not just that he was wise. I know sometimes we say it's because of his wisdom. But you see, when his ordeal, 
when, he, when those trouble came to him, when his wise friend came to talk to him, they were not talking to him like somebody who has superior understanding. In fact, Job in chapter 12 had to defend himself and say, ah, you guys, what you're saying, I'm not inferior to you. What you know, I know. What you know, I know. Meaning, <laughs> we're in the same school. Meaning, it wasn't because Job was wiser in the east that he was the richest. He said, apart from his wisdom, there was something working for him. He was taking care of what makes the wickedness of the earth grow for a man. By those habitual blood sacrifices. So Job was the richest in his time. Then the other one that we all know is Solomon. After coronation, Solomon offered a thousand bond offering. One thousand bond offering. Have you realized? No king before and after attempted what Solomon did. I wonder why they didn't even copy and paste. Solomon offered a thousand bond offering. But I know why they didn't copy and paste. It was a revelation that Solomon got from his father. Solomon saw it from the life of David. David instructed him about blood. Nobody. I mean, he offered a thousand burnt offering that night. Like I told you yesterday, blood will always summon spirits. That night, the God of all spirits showed up on him. God showed up on Solomon and told him, what do you want? Why did you wake me up? What do you want? And if you think that that's all for Solomon, in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, I think it's 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 6, let me be sure. Second Chronicles 7, 6. Let's see verse 5. Let's see verse 5. 5. Yes, this is it. Now look at it. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 20 and 2,000 oxen. How many thousand oxen? 22,000 oxen. What was Solomon looking for? There was a revelation in his heart that can only be accomplished in Jesus. So the more blood he offered, the more he's trying to reach to it. 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. There was something Solomon was looking for. And let me tell you the effect of what Solomon was doing here. The Bible said that Solomon was the only king who never fought one battle. Yet men brought tribute from all around the world. Listen to me. The effect of this were spirits were activated to prosper Solomon. Like I said, Solomon had a thousand women in his life and there was no record of scandal. See, being married to a woman is a full-time ministry. Adding the extra is trouble. But a man had one thousand women. No recorded issue. He built a thousand mansion for them. Life looked good for Solomon. There was peace in all his realm. If you think it was a fluke, the moment Solomon died, the war started again. Solomon offered a thousand bond offering. Then he moved to where we saw 25,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. There was something Solomon was looking for. He knows that this life works for those who understand the power of blood. Look at chapter 5 of 2 Chronicles and verse 7. 2 Chronicles 5, 7. Then he did the one that... Now, can we say verse 6? Verse 6. Thank you. Also, King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel were assembled unto him before the ark, sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told nor numbered 
for multitude. Let me just quicken your mind. This book is called the book of Chronicle. The person who wrote it was inspired of the Holy Ghost to keep record. A recorder could not keep account of how many animals that were sacrificed. When it was 120,000, it was recorded. When it was 20,000, it was recorded. Now it came to a place where the Bible says that Solomon offered, offered sacrifices that we could not number. <laughs> uh, listen, this is the secret of Solomon's success. Life. Remember in Leviticus it says the life of this flesh is in the blood and he has given it unto us upon the altar for the atonement of our soul. It's the blood. Solomon was very prosperous. But you see, let me jump because I want us to pray. Amen. I will jump and leave this blood business. But let's go before I tie up to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I in first, yes, thank you. They had no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. The first thing he hears is that there is no temptation that has taken you, but such as is common to man. By the way, one of the secrets to solving life's problem is to learn to commonize it. The problem most times trying to make themselves specialists in your life. But God says everything you're going through is common. It's common. Meaning somebody else somewhere before you were born has gone through it and came out of it. But it didn't stop there. It says, but God is faithful. Say God is faithful. Hello, say God is faithful. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted more than you are able. But with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That you may be able to bear it. With the temptation you make a what? A way of what? A way of escape. Let's quickly run. Next verse. Look at the next verse. Thank you Lord Jesus. Wherefore? Wherefore? Wherefore means because of what I said. Is that not? Hello? Because of what I said, flee idolatry. So what is he saying? He's saying that God is faithful in what you're going through to make a way of escape. Since God will make a way of escape, don't look for another way of escape. Run away from alternative way of escape. Is that not? God is faithful to make a way of escape. And because he's faithful to make a way of escape, flee from any other option other than the way of escape he makes. Because in his faithfulness, he has made a way of escape. But continue, next verse, verse 15. He says, I speak as unto wise, judge ye what I say. This gist is continuing. Then just see verse 16. Verse 16 now says, the cup of blessing which we bless is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is not the communion of the body of Christ. What are we saying? He has not changed topic. He's continuing. He says, God is faithful to make a way of escape for you. And because he's faithful to make a way of escape for you, don't look for another way of escape. Don't look for a way of escape. And he says, and George, I'm talking to wise people. What am I saying? I am saying that the cup of blessing which we bless is not the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break is not the communion of the body of Christ. What he's saying is that the cup of blessing, which is the blood of Christ, and the bread which we break, which is the body of Christ, is the way of escape. 
and since he has provided the way of escape don't look for another way of escape meaning the way of escape to every issue is the blood of jesus and his broken body that means outside you don't look for another way of escape he has made a way of escape for us by his broken body and by his shed blood he has made a way of escape the broken body of jesus and his shed blood is the way of escape to every problem every every problem <laughs> to every problem you know statistics holds it that among christians those that live the longest are catholics and among the catholics are the communicants and the reason the communicants live long is that they have reverence for that table that elongates their life they are not as charismatic as we are but they have faith in the way of escape they have faith in the way of escape the broken body of jesus and his shed blood is our way of escape is our way of escape can we just pray in the holy ghost one minute just pray in the holy ghost if you speak in another tongue Speak another tongue. Leka ruso preketeli mongalaya. Oh, lene mokoruze leboruze pretina magadushka. Koluso prekele de bokoruze prelima nabakatalaba. Menegosusu preketule brendi bregedusu kotalaba. Le ruso preketule prelima gedus kebala. On the hill there's a cross. On the cross there is blood for me for me on the hill there's a cross on the cross there is blood for me for me on the hill there's a cross on the cross there is blood for me for me still has the power wonderful power call our diseases cover our weakness father we give you praise Oh, wonderful power. Like a ruso petuli mergede. Like a ruso pete barado shika talabralababa. Lord, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Go. God has made a way of escape. I'm saying so because he has made a way of escape. But we're running towards every other path to look for a way of escape. Listen, the byproduct of the new creation is good works. But good works is not the way of escape. No, it's not. It's not. Otherwise, somebody can come from behind you and put their confidence in the way of escape and escape before you who have been running for years. It's the blood of Jesus. And this morning, I want to just say how we activate our faith in this blood and when apostle came and was introducing the message he just bore witness to what was in my heart which is actually my note is the mercy of god now mercy for most times have been limited to pardon for sin forgiveness of sin 
Mercy has been limited to compassion, pity. If you just get it that, like I said, a lot of words in the Bible are covenant word. Mercy is a covenant word. Mercy is the ball of compassion in the one who has entered covenant that prepares him to do everything he swore in oath to do. So, in the life of David, David cut covenant with Jonathan in the field and Jonathan told him, I know that God will establish you as king over this nation. Promise me that when he makes you king, you remember my house. And David swore to him that he remembered the house. Guess what? Long after Jonathan and Saul died, and it was assumed that everybody also was related to Saul and Jonathan died. But long after David was established as king, one day he stood up and cried, Is there no one of the house of Saul that I may show them loving kindness and tender mercy? Listen, that's thing inside him that prompted that cry is called mercy. Is mercy. So when the Bible says God is full, turgid with mercy, looking for vent to give expression of his mercy. David cried out, is there no one left of the house of Saul that let me show them loving kindness and tender mercy? Why did he cry out? He cried out because one day he caught covenant with David and he can't, he can't lie down quiet. As long as there's a seed of that life that was still alive. Even though physically or naturally, the understanding is that everybody died in the house of Saul and Jonathan. So says, there's no one left of the house of Saul that I may show them loving kindness. And they brought Mephibosheth and David showed Mephibosheth mercy. It's the same word. Loving kindness and tender mercy. Showed him mercy. And we saw what it resulted. So mercy for Mephibosheth. Mercy for Mephibosheth was number one. All of his grandfather's land was restored to him. Listen to me today. The mercy of God is coming upon you. And restoration is come upon your life. Years are restored. Opportunities are restored. Time is restored. Honor is restored. Resources are restored. Because the moment Mephibosheth came to David... David told him, all of your father's land is restored to you. And it's not just that all your father's land is restored to you. Um, Ziba and all his household will till the land and bring the proceeds for you. Then number three, from today till you die, you will eat from the king's table. It changes the people you dine with. Listen to me, by the mercy of God today, your conversations will change. I thought I hear a better amen. Today receive mercy. Le Coruso Pretik. I say receive mercy. So the mercy of God is that boil of compassion inside David that made him cry out. So mercy, predominantly in the Old Testament, it was from the word Hasid. Predominantly. There are other words that we use as mercy. But predominantly is the word Hasid. That word is that boil of compassion in the one who has caught covenant that propels him, that compels him to do everything he swore in blood to do. God is full of mercy. And for this house today, God is emptying his mercy. You're experiencing mercy on every side. 
Now let me tell you what mercy is so that you understand. Mercy, like, like Apostle was telling us today, when he turned to blind Bartimaeus, and it's my key scripture here, that blind Bartimaeus story is a key scripture here. How blind Bartimaeus kept crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. If you study, you realize that nobody came to God based on mercy that went empty-handed. Not one person. You don't come based on mercy and go back empty-handed. There were two guys who came to pray. One was a Pharisee. One who had dotted all his eyes and, I mean, he has dotted all his eyes and crossed all his T's as far as the law was concerned. He came into that place, but he doesn't know the protocols into the God's presence. And then he was there. He was talking and telling God, you know, Lord, I'm not like this sinner. Let me just bring some of my resumes so that you know I'm like this sinner. You know, I fast a minimum of three times a day, a week. Um, I pay my tithe even to my vegetables. Um, he kept, he kept, he kept, he kept listing them. And I'm sure he ended by saying, Lord, I know that by this little point of mine, you know that um, I am the one qualified to receive all that I came here to do. And we know all those pious religious outlook. Amen. I'm sure before he even started praying, he, he recited all those big words that religion, thou that circles the heavens and in the midst of the cherubims, without the cherubims, into the outer and inner courts, who by the ravens were able to feed even men who thought you cannot feed them. But a publican will call him sinner. The Bible says he could not even lift his head. He smote his chest continually saying, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. The Bible says that publican left that place justified. You know what it means to be justified? It's to be declared righteous. Meaning, you are qualified for anything you want. You are qualified for anything you want. Blind Bartimaeus came, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And his eyes was open. But let's just go back and I'll get back to that point. Look at Genesis, Genesis 19, 19. You see, mercy meant for every man what he wanted from God. Today, I don't know what you want, but I'm in faith with you. God told me as I speak, his hand will rest upon you. His hands of mercy will come upon you. And you'll experience mercy like you have never seen before. Now look at Lord. Lord says, behold now thy servant has found grace in your sight. One. And you have magnified your mercy. You have magnified what? You have magnified your mercy which you have shown me in saving my life. In saving my life. That means magnified mercy for Lord was demonstrated in deliverance from death. Even the entire land was sentenced to death because of the iniquity of Sodom. But he said, God magnified his mercy on me. Today receive magnified mercy. I said today receive magnified mercy. And for him mercy was deliverance from death. Deliverance from death. For him, del deliverance from death was mercy magnified upon him. Receive mercy in the name of Jesus. I said, receive mercy in the name of Jesus. But look at Genesis 24, 27. Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, was asked to go and do something that was not very easy. Go get a wife from a particular family and make sure you don't miss that family. And it's asked to go and do this when there were no street address. 
Do you understand? There were no GPRS. But he was meant to swear that he would not go and get another lady. And then he took off. But he went speedily and got it. And he was now recounting why he had speed. Let's see verse 27. Genesis 24, 27. Now, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had not left destitute my master of mercy and truth. I being in the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Do you know what he said? From the house I came from, we're not bankrupt of mercy and truth. Abraham's house, we're never destitute of mercy and truth. Because of that, as I took off, my steps were ordered. Meaning, when you find mercy today, you'll be at the right place at the right time. Do you understand? you find yourself mistakenly falling into the plan of God for you. Mistakenly, you land into the billion flow. Mistakenly, you land into the center. This man did not know nothing but look at his, look at his faith and confidence. He says, God has not left destitute my master of his mercy and truth. Column, I been in a way. The Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. The mercy of God will preserve your destiny today. It will guide you in the right path. You'll be five minutes from the accident. Are you following? You will just be away from sudden death. But it will guide you to the place of prosperity. By the mercy of God, prosper in what you do. Okay, let's, this we're going to, you know, blind Bartimaeus screamed, Lord, have mercy. He screamed it. Are you following? When the Seraphitian woman came, she went prostrate and worshipped Jesus and said, have mercy on me and heal my daughter. Look at this. You know, mercy is meant for people who are in covenant. The Seraphonational woman was not in covenant. It was a wrong password she was going for. But she insisted. Guess what? She didn't live empty. She didn't live empty. She came back with her daughter completely restored. Because she used that which opens the heart of the father. So I want you to shout, Lord of mercy! And like we're told today, don't mind the person around you whom I want to discourage you from shouting. You know, when he was shouting, they told him, keep quiet, keep quiet. But I like what Bartimaeus did. The Bible said, he increased his shouting. He says, Lord of mercy! And you know the beautiful thing? When the master stands still for your case, people who were telling you to stop will now begin to support you. They say, cheer up, brother. He called it, cheer up. The same people who were telling him to keep quiet. They are now identifying with the one that the mercy has stood for. Glory to God. So you see, for his case, mercy was right place, right time. <laughs> right place, right time. You may not want it, but mercy will bring you to it. I'll never forget one incident that happened. There's a senior friend, when he comes to town, he calls me to pick him around. 
But most times when he calls me and I pick him around, my whole day is completely, my whole day is condemned. I have to suspend everything. So this particular day he was coming, I was trying to avoid him because I had a lot to do, but he still caught me. So I came like a sheep to the slaughter, amen. I picked him at the airport, took him around. Then we got to a place. When we got there, I, I can't remember the politician, but it's just one election. So he was happy. Ah, pastor, you're here. Greeted the pastor. And then said, oh, pastor, everybody. Then he now put his hand in Ghana, Moscow, and was giving money, you know, to everybody because of the election he won. And I was there. Amen. <laughs> so he got to me. I don't know if you, do you know something? Mercy ordered my steps. I was at the right place at the right time for the right experience. Today receive mercy. I said today receive mercy. Say Lord have mercy. The mercy of God. Let's, let's just jump. In Lamentations 3 from verse 21. It says this do I recall to mind therefore do I have hope. This do I what? Recall to mind therefore do I have hope. Now, to understand this statement, if you go and read Lamentation, everything in Lamentation is Lamentation. Everything is negative woe and bad consequence. In the midst of all the Lamentation, this verse of Scripture was inserted. Let's look at it again. It says, in the midst of this, this is what I recall to mind. Boko Haram or no Boko Haram, this is what I recall to mind. Economic meltdown or no economic meltdown. But there is something I recall to mind. Therefore, I have confident expectation. Hope is confident expectation. I have confident expectation of something good to happen. What is it? The next verse says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because his compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. Look at it. Why we're not consumed is the mercy of God. If you receive mercy, you cannot be consumed. That's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 1, he says, because with this ministry we also receive mercy. That is why we don't faint. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. That means if you receive this ministry and refuse to reach out for mercy, you will faint. So many things will come your way that make you give up and quit and throw in the towel as a minister of the gospel. But the beautiful thing is that along with this ministry came the mercy of God. And as long as we have received mercy, we don't give up. We don't throw in the towel. We don't quit. We don't retire. And what keeps us? It's not because I'm a determined man. It's not even because we have had some principle that keeps us from not giving up. It's that we have received mercy. Is that we have received mercy. That with this mercy, we don't faint. The reason why you give up on some relationships so fast is that you didn't receive mercy with the relationship. But today, receive mercy. I say, receive mercy. Let me hear you shout, Lord of mercy. And as you shall, please release your feet. There's mercy in this house. I know there's restoration in this house. There's supernatural compensation in this house. It's the mercy of God. So let's let, we'll keep going further back. Let's see Psalm 136. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord with my mouth. 
Shall I make it known from the rising of the sun right unto his going down? I will sing of the mercies of the Lord with my mouth, with my mouth. Shall I make it known? From the rising of the sun, right unto his going down, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. Psalm 136 from verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, this is what we're going to do. We're going to read. I'll read the first part. All of you will read the second part. Is that okay? As we keep reading. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good. Next verse. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords. To him who alone doeth great wonders. Did you just see it? It means the wonders of God is the product of his mercy. So today as you receive the mercy of God, you are going to experience the wonders of God. Say, Lord of mercy! To him who alone doeth great wonders. Mercies. Look at him. To him that by wisdom made the heavens. That means created the heavens and the release of the wisdom of God is a function of the mercy of God. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters. Oh, to him that made great lights. The sun and the day, and the sun to rule by day. You know, you know that great light. This is to him that made great light for his mercy and just forever. You know, light, light is illumination, is breakthrough, is insight, is productivity, is development. I realized when I got married to my wife, I was already a pastor when I got married to her. So, I began to teach her a lot of stuff. I was trying to teach her a lot of stuff. I will sit her down and be sharing scriptures and all that. She was just looking at me. I, I, will, I will go and pray, labor, come, talk. She will just be encouraging me with her head. But you know she was not getting it. Ah, I was getting frustrated. One day God told me, you can't change a person. Reach out for my mercy. And when I did, <laughs> it's very interesting. She would just break out into revelation. And sit me down and be sharing the light I was trying to point. Great light is a product of God's mercy. So you can preach to a congregation all your lifetime. It will just be passing. But let them receive God's mercy. They will see light. Say, I receive mercy. Say, Lord of mercy. Let's continue. Let's continue reading. I want to get somewhere. The sun to rule by day, the moon and the star to rule by night, to him that smote Egypt in their firstborn. <laughs> say, Lord, have mercy on Nigeria. I thought your faith, say, Lord, have mercy on Nigeria. 
you know, because before you don't understand what mercy is, so you think that if I say, Lord, have mercy on Nigeria, it means everything will just go sere sere. It means that the mercy of God will prevail. God will solve issue, but God will kiss on firstborn. So one more time, say, Lord, have mercy. We receive your mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's continue. And brought out Israel from among them. Uh, with a strong hand and with a stretched out arm to him which divided the Red Sea into parts today your Red Seas are divided into two I say your Red Seas are divided into parts your Red Seas are divided into two your Red Seas are divided into two that which was called impossible is receiving the mercy of God. Hey, that which is called impossible is receiving the mercy of God. Let me tell you something that you need to know. I met a sister who, anyway, he got married to the husband. She's a medical doctor. She was part of the people who even conducted the operation to remove her womb before she got married. And the husband now said it was God that spoke to him about her. But she had to tell him that I don't have a womb. Anyway, but I like the man of faith. He said, well, if God said it and I know how God told me, then I, and God knows I have a baby, then God has to show himself strong. And I prayed for them. I began to show them the mercy of God. Guess what? Whether a womb came in or not, I don't know. But the month they got married, she took in. Give birth to a child. Give birth to another child. Give birth to a third child. So whichever way you look at it, is that a child was made to hang somewhere or a new womb was created. But by all means, our rest is divided into two. Rest stands for that which is not possible. How can these slaves cross the Red Sea? How? But by the mercy of God, their Red Sea were divided into parts. I said today, receive mercy. Hey, receive mercy. Say, Lord of mercy. Receive the mercy of God. Receive the mercy of God. Upon your business, receive the mercy of God. Upon your family, receive the mercy of God. Upon your marital destiny, receive the mercy of God. Let me hear you shout, Lord of mercy. Mercy divided the rest into parts. Let's continue. And made Israel to pass through the midst of it. Ooh. One thing was that the Red Sea was divided. The other was that they passed in the midst of it. I come from a river Rhine area. where predominantly from my place. We're predominantly fishermen. What made us migrate from my place to the Benue River is fishing. So uh, where we live, raining season, you can't, you can't drive. You, can't, you have to wait and use the boat across. But over time, some, there's a part that dries up. That's where we all pass. You walk and all that. So I know that shortly after the rivers must have, you know, receded, you can't walk on it. That you don't see water does not mean it's safe to walk. There might be sinking sand. You see all those clay parts that can embarrass you. 
the terrain is not clear because water just dried immediately. But on the instant, the sea was divided. On the instant, he made them. He made them walk. Because his mercy endures forever. That means mercy stretched a highway in the riverside. That's the way the book of Psalm put it. He made a highway in the midst of the sea. I said to them, receive mercy. I said to them, receive mercy. Let me ask the Lord of mercy. Let's continue. And made but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the same Red Sea. <laughs> what we destroy people will make you rich. Are you following? What is bringing people down is your lifting forces. Because you have received mercy. Say, Lord, have mercy. As I say, Lord, have mercy. Continue. Hallelujah. Continue. To him which led his people through the wilderness. Oh, this is awesome. To him that smote great kings. Slew famous kings. <laughs> Sion, the king of Amorites. And Og, the king of Basham. This is where I was coming since. And gave their land for an heritage. <laughs> and gave their land for an heritage. Let me tell you what is orchestrated here today. By this mercy, some people are comfortable in a land that is handed over to you. But by this mercy, they are ejected and you are planted. There's going to be some dangerous distress cell because of you. you you have no head god is going to force people to a distress cell because a handover has been planned because you have received of the mercy of god he gave their land as heritage to his people for his mercies endures forever today receive mercy oh i said today receive mercy say lord of mercy That's why, brothers and sisters, if you leave this place, sing of his mercy everywhere you turn. Sing of it everywhere you turn. I was in South Africa preaching. I think when Pretoria, I was, the, the night before I left Pretoria, I preached in one of those um, Trem, Bishop Okonkwo's church in Pretoria. So, um, and we got to talking about the mercy of God. And I began to make everybody shout, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. And they were doing all that. So, but the next day I left. I left for another part of South Africa to preach. And then the pastor on Monday, this was Saturday. On Monday, he sent me a message. Then on Tuesday, he now called me to tell me the full story. There was this couple, they're in their 60s, who were in the meeting. So they left. They began to shout, Lord, have mercy. They shout, Lord, have mercy. They slept, woke up the next day, just kept shouting, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And they continued until they came back the next day. Church, which was Sunday. They kept shouting. They said they just kept shouting. Then on Monday morning, they got a call. They got a call from the police station that um, they've recovered their car. So they told, because they've never had a car. They've never bought a car all their life. So they called the police and said, we don't have, we don't own a car. So the man, they now asked, is it not your name? Says, is it not your, you know, you have your ID number. He said, yes, it is. 
He says, that's what is in this car. The man and the woman said, we don't have, we've never bought a car before. So, that was Monday. So, they took the car to the court. The police took it to the court. Because they recovered it from some robbers. When they went to the court, the judge passed a sentence that they should force the car on those. Now, rewind. This is what happened. Previously, before, before we came into South Africa, the man lost his ID. They stole his stuff plus his ID. So the thieves who stole it used his ID to buy a brand new car and register it. And then in another operation, they were caught that Saturday night. They were shouting mercy. And the car was recovered. And they said, no, it's not our car. They say it's your car. So they took it to the court. And the court said, <laughs> force it on them. Just go and pack it on them. So they began to shout, Lord, you see mercy is what releases those covenants oaths that God stood in blood and swore I said today receive mercy I said today receive mercy I said today receive mercy go ahead and shout again Lord of mercy then in the book of Romans the Bible was talking about um, it was uh, it was it was it was a gist between Pharaoh and another people. He said, "What if God, you know, He's the one who makes what He makes. He decides what He makes. You don't question what He makes. Eh? What if He now decides that um, He will show His wrath upon the vessels of destruction? No, wrath upon the vessel of destruction. I mean, upon the vessel of wrath fitted for destruction. So He says it means this vessel." What it was made for is so that God, every time he's angry, he finds a place to express it. Meaning, God does not indiscriminately just to anger. So he prepares vessels so that when he's angry, he just pours it into it. To show his anger. That's why the vessel was prepared. But now says, contrasting to this vessel, there's another vessel. It's called the vessel of mercy fitted for glory are you following can we read it romans chapter romans 9 thank you lord jesus let's start from verse um, 22 where i quoted verse 22 what if god willing to show his rod and to make his power known endured with he wants to show his wrath and he wants to display his power. Endured with much long suffering, the vessels of wrath, these vessels of wrath were, were prepared, they were fitted, they were created for destruction. He was referring to Pharaoh here now. But look at the next verse. By the way, that previous verse in, in the New Testament understanding, you know that um, in Christ Jesus, God found the ultimate vessel of anger. And God poured all of his anger on Jesus. Are you following? God emptied his anger on Christ Jesus. Jesus was a perfect vessel for all of, all, for all of God's anger for humanity. It was poured on Christ. But look at verse 23. That's where I was coming. Verse 23. And that he might make known that he might make known 
might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had afore prepared unto glory meaning if you are going to see the glory of god you must receive mercy the vessel is called container of mercy if you have a container that is empty is it useful a container is made to take in what it is meant for these containers here are made to take in offerings is that not if you have them 10 years and there's no offering inside them are they now useful my brother my sister you are the vessel fitted for mercy you are the object of god's mercy the bible says god is full of mercy he's merciful means he's full of mercy and this money he's been looking for where to pour it out today receive mercy i say receive mercy mercy is what you were made to receive the vessel of god's mercy prepared unto glory that means as you receive the mercy of god you give expression to the glory of god the manifestation of the glory of god is a function of the mercy of god receive mercy oh thank you lord jesus receive mercy receive mercy for your eyes and your ears receive mercy for your kidney receive mercy for your organs today i say receive mercy you know i used to drink a lot of coke i used to drink a lot of coke i drink a lot of bottles daily so one particular pastor was very worried for me because he doesn't drink as half coke as i was drinking then they went to check his blood and sugar when they saw it they were surprised that he was still standing they said this the owner of this blood is supposed to be lying down so he was now worried for me and said that they should come and check me so they got a random person to check me so i said just give me just give me 15 minutes before you check this blood so i spoke in tongue for 15 minutes crying the mercy of god they came and took my blood they went and came back the guy said Okay, maintain your diet. Perfect. Maintain your diet. <laughs> I could see the disappointment in the people who brought me there. Yes. <laughs> we receive the mercy of God today. See, I receive God's mercy. See, I receive God's mercy. We are vessels, containers of mercy, prepared for glory. Prepared for glory. So today receive the mercy of God. Just play, just speak in other tongues, two more minutes. Pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost as we receive God's mercy today. Let me hear you pray in other tongues if you feel the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost, everyone. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, receive mercy today. There's mercy in this house today. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. La raduce preketula brahila brala mandi bakatusa 
Let me hear you pray in the Holy Ghost. Receive mercy today. Oh, receive mercy today. Le ruso prekatula ba. Hala rabaka para la bakotordi di prekatuso paladisa. La radi prekatula redi mokorusa prekatila ba. Hali prekatuso prekatula prahila braba baba katuza. Hali meruso prekatula prehene nanganzo sosila ba. Hali prekatuso prekatusa la bande. Hala de de kurdine magasu sula bahaya. Hale de dendoro sukapele mahanga ba. Lord your mercy kelebrosa palida ba halide breketule ba la mangle ruse petila ba hala radosa halede meleduse klebruda milegetu sapate ha likaruso preteketusa phaya hale rende breketulo brede bokoso toliba lord your mercy kalide margapa tekosusa manida hey lord your mercy hala ramanon kloride buska phaya le ruse bredine makato sepelide oh lord your mercy Hale prekatusu le predine makatosa predide beketeleba Hale brada baba katole predide beketule prehile prede beketuleba Hale brada parando gosotoli belehenda ba Hale brada bakatole predide beketusa pelide maha Hey hale rede kususa le mande Hale brakatalibra hila brakatalibra hila brakatalibra hila brakatalibra hila brakatalibra hila brakatosa Hele breketule breketuse peketila ba Hele ruso donde bregedide breketuso para hala Hale ruso bredi 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 now let me say something I thought would be able to end, but it's, it's still okay. The second thing I want to talk about the loss of the universe is that this life is governed also, is powered by energy. Spiritual energy, negative or positive, is what powers the earth. The innocent is what powers the earth. That's why in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says, but I shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He that gives you power to get wealth. Meaning, if you're ever going to be wealthy, then you're going to touch power. You're going to touch power. What we're saying yesterday um, in 2 Thessalonians 1.11 is that even your acts of faith and your good ideas will become very fruitful when they are saturated with God's energy. Jesus never had one miracle happen to him until one day after the baptism at Jordan. He was led by the Holy Ghost into the wilderness and there spent 40 days and 40 nights. And the Bible says he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. A ministry that was still continuing happened for three years plus. From that day, Jesus' life was one miracle to another. But you see that Jesus left us a pattern. You know, there are two sides to the life of Jesus. There's a side where he was our example. As our example, he just came to show us how a man anointed of God can live this life. Live it above the elements of the earth leave it in victory that's what jesus should then but from gethsemane he switched 
He became our substitute. He took our place. But as an example, he showed how that if you're going to do well in this life, you have to make provisions for energy. Otherwise, this life will embarrass you. It will embarrass you. Whether you're there or not, or you're, you just life will ask you questions that can only be solved by spiritual energy. One turn or the other, it will, it will ask you. All your English will vanish. Life poses those questions that if you don't know how to provide sufficient energy to answer it, you begin to manage to live with it. Or it beats you down. It might be family, it might be marital, it might be various aspects of life. If they ask you questions that can only be solved by spiritual energy. And most times you're distracted because you're speaking English. My first daughter, and she came with me today. My first daughter, before she was born, when my wife was pregnant, three to four months into her pregnancy, she came down in serious, severe pain. When we went to the hospital, the doctor said they have to quickly remove the baby so that they can remove the ovarian cyst because it's the biggest the doctor said they've seen in their life. As big as my two fists. They have to remove the ovarian cyst. But to remove the ovarian cyst, they have to remove the baby because of the way it was positioned. I sat on my car. Then I drink a lot of coke. Bought a bottle of coke, sat on the car. I prayed from morning to evening. And that child is 14 years today. Are you following? They didn't, they didn't need to remove the baby. When my second girl was born, one day I came back from a meeting and I was, she was panting, struggling to breathe. Struggling to breathe. And they said it was, she was asthmatic. I had forgotten that my wife was asthmatic before we got married. There were two things about my wife. She was wearing thick, very thick, medicated, very thick. Then she was asthmatic. But I have to put my feet on the ground, put scriptures before her and make her lay hold on the power of God to drop all of them. So we forgot we had a history of asthma until surfaced in my second girl. But when they were asking, do you have history of asthma? I said, well, nobody has asthma in my family. <laughs> they have forgotten. <laughs> but this little girl was panting, struggling to survive. I was tired. When you see the compassion, tears filled my eyes. I put her on my shoulder. I began to speak in other tongues. From that evening to the next morning, she slept. The next night, I did the same thing. I did it three times. By the third day, the power of God came upon both of us. When we went to the hospital, the doctor said it was wrong diagnosis. Wrong diagnosis. Otherwise, what they were doing to us was prepare how to live with the condition. Life asks you those questions that the only way you can answer them is the energy of God. When I was an underpass, I was, fortunately for the young man, I was, I was we're, living, we're lying on the same small bed, you know. We lie down together. And I was trying to, my head was below, below the water. So you're trying to, so prayer was 24 hours, amen. Every opportunity was to pray. I'll lie down when he's sleeping, I'll be praying. He was even angry one time, he even had to attempt fighting me that I was disturbing his sleep. 
I said, sorry. This prayer, I must pray it. But you know, one of those days I was praying, he began to vibrate on the bed. His genotype was SS. And he was also wearing a tea glass. After vibrating for some time, two weeks after, his genotype changed from SS to AA. He's in this city. He's a lawyer in this city right now. Right now, he's struggling to maintain his weight. But when I was talking, it was later I. Life will ask you those questions that no schooling in Harvard can answer. So the earlier you begin to learn to make these provisions for the energy of God, the better for you. And you know the power of God is like electricity. I learned that from John Gillick. The power of God is like electricity. The characteristics of electricity in the natural runs parallel to the laws of the power of God. The power of God can be generated, it can be stored, it can be communicated, it can be transmitted. That's why by the, by the contact, by contact and transmission, you can pass that. That's why apron from the um, um, body of Paul could transmit the same power. It is conductible. It is conductible from one vessel using conductible material. And I, 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 this is me. Conductible material is faith. The woman with issue of blood came and touched and received. Everybody was touched. Nobody received. All of them were insulators. The woman was a conductor. She had faith. For she has said in his heart, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. So the problem was not power because power was there, but insulators were touching. Nothing was coming to them. So the power of God can be communicated. It can be stored up. That's a mistake. That's this another mistake some of some of us ministers do. In your prim, in preliminary days, you spend a lot of time praying and praying and praying. It looked like nothing was happening, but energies were stored up for you. They were stored up for you. And guess what? You can run off on that energy for several years. But they are depicting one day to come to ground zero. And when they come to ground zero, all your testimony was what happened in 1982. In 1982, in this meeting, in 1991, oh, I remember those good days. It is just good old days. But listen, the mercy of God, they are new every morning. I said all that because I wanted to speak in tongue non-stop for the next 15 minutes. Then I'll make you declare some words. We're breaking out into the mercy of God. Sir, sir, I saw as, as we're talking about the mercy of God, 16 marriages supernaturally no there are other marriages but there are 16 that every one of those 16 you know is a miracle because people have given up on those 16 marriage happening in this house with my mouth will I make no
Now listen. You see, even Jesus practiced what you're going to do right now. Have you wondered when Jesus, you know, they, they, they had just finished a meeting for three days and three nights. They had taught them for three days, three nights. And they were very hungry. Jesus got five loaves and two fishes as available, broke and fed 5,000 men beside women and children. Everybody was satisfied. You know, after that kind of meeting, Jesus should be tired. Don't you think so? He should be tired. But suddenly he did something that I wanted to note. He asked his disciples to get into the boat and cross over while he went up to the mountain to pray. The Bible says he went praying and he was there till the evening came. But he stayed there till the fourth watch of the night. Safely, he began to pray from evening to the fourth watch of the night. That would be about nine hours because the fourth watch of the night is between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. It means that Jesus stayed on that mountain praying for minimum of nine hours. What will Messiah be praying for that long? I'll tell you why. It is that his spirit peaked that there was going to be trouble. As the disciples entered the boat to go, the Bible says a contradictory wind held them. A river that they were supposed to cross in 45 minutes, maximum one hour. For nine hours they were there. The contradictory winds of life were blowing against them. And that happens. The contradictory winds were blowing against them. So he picked it and he knew it is not time to go and rest. So tiredness or not, he stayed there. But when he settled, he went after them. The first thing that happened was that he began to walk on water. Number two, what resisted them couldn't stop him. Number three, people who had nine hours head start, he caught up with them. He met them and what was holding them back stopped. Then when they went to the other side, there was a madman that Jesus needed to go through, not around him. But there was enough dunamis to clear the doubt of those tormenting influence over the madman. But you see, when Jesus came to the sea, he says, peace, be still. But peace, be still is a follow-up of soft priestly activities of extended praying. You know, even Mark, I, I was talking to my, my people, Word of Faith, Circle. Mark 11, 23, 24 is, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be that removed, be that cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, but shall believe that what he says shall come to pass, shall have whatsoever he saith. So you just say it and you just believe it. But if you study carefully, Jesus came to a fig tree and answered the fig tree and said, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. Is that not what he said? Because this is where this teaching started. No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. When he came back the next day, they saw that it was withered. So Peter bring it to remembrance. Jesus was now teaching that. But you see, when he left that place, you know where he went? The Bible says he went straight to the temple. When he came to the temple, he found something that annoyed him. 
he met money changers. He met people selling dopes. He met people doing all kinds of merchandise. He took whip and drove them out. And you know what he said? Is my house not supposed to be called the house of prayer of all nations? So this is what Jesus did. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and he was going to the house of prayer. To do what? What do you do in the house of prayer? I thought he just spoke. But he was running to the house of prayer. Today, the beautiful thing today is that in corporate prayer, let me tell you what happened in corporate prayer. What's going to happen here today? The energy I'm generating, plus her energy and his energy and everybody's energy will combine upon you. That's, that's how corporate heat works. And that's the same that will respond to me. Meaning things will be accomplished today that might take you 10 years to accomplish. Are you listening to me? So when I say pray in the Holy Ghost, my brother, pray earnestly in the Holy Ghost. Creative changes are taking place here today. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't think of the problem. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. Stay yourself in the Holy Ghost. When it's time to speak, I'll tell you. My brother, my sister, pray earnestly the Holy Ghost. Oh, let me hear you pray in the Holy Ghost.
Il est vrai, 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 Lika ruse breketaliba, lika brokoto koto libre hila, ema koruse breketaliba, ele breketaliba, ele brekete breketo brekoto brekoto breke, brato kosoto libra, ele breketu lebra hila brava katola, libre ketu lebra hila brava katola, ele breketu 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 lebra katola, ele breketu lebra katola, ele breketu lebra hila brava katola, ele breketu lebra Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you praise. Thank you. Yes. Now God has made us unto our God kings and priests. As kings, we issue decree. As priests, we pray like we just prayed. We make intercession. We make supplication. Amen. That's what we have just done right now. But I want you to speak as king. Command financial mercy today. Command marital mercy. Command the mercy of God upon your ministry. When a ministry finds mercy, when a ministry finds mercy, <laughs> life becomes as if God is partial to them. Today, receive mercy. I want you to declare, open your mouth and begin to call forth mercy in the areas of your life. Let me hear you make decrees. Speak like kings. Speak like kings right now. Go ahead, speak as a king. Ele 
in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Some are learned to make these energies available. As you communicate with graces that have generated this energy, you, you, you contact the energy that they also have. But this energy, it changes things. I remember a story that maybe when I tell the story right now, you might be able to relate. Naughty Josh was living with me. We used to, we, 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 we come for Jam Mega Festival. So one day, one of those nights, he said, Sir, I want, to, I want to minister on this platform. So I said, you can. You can. He didn't look at it. He didn't even have a CD. Nobody knows him. I said, Naughty, you can. So I subjected Naughty to spending hours praying the Holy Ghost teaching him how to be drunk in the spirit and guess what you had prepared for jam everything was ready then he came for one all night and sang on jam you now said he will minister I don't know if it a young man chose where he will be from the backside. And that was the same year Kotka was ministry, Natanebasi was ministry. You make this energy available, you can transact. Jesus made a habit of it. <laughs> he woke up a great while before dawn to pray. And as he was praying, one Simon came to look for him and saw him and said, All men seek thee. Everybody we saw is looking for you. <laughs> he spent all night praying and came and selected his disciples. Guess what happened? He came to the tax collector, a gamefully employed man, and said, Follow me. The Bible said he left everything and followed. He didn't ask, What is the remuneration? Everybody said, Follow. They followed. James and John were with their father and their hired servant when Jesus came and said, follow. The Bible left their father with a hired servant and followed Jesus. Most of them who followed Jesus was married. He was not married. And societally, how will a married person be following this irresponsible unmarried man who have come with a new theology? Other than what our fathers have said. And they left everything and followed. But before this happened, he spent the entire night doing what I call ironing their head. Giving getters to their head. Shape to their head. So, by morning, all they were doing was respond to what he did in the night. Follow. Follow. I like the heart of Apostle Goodheart. And what I sense in my heart is trying to communicate about revival. There's something we used to do as ministers before, and it's very easy to do. It is that I can set myself on fire and come and pour out on you. But ultimately, you keep depending on me. When you now find yourself in a desert and I'm not there, you are finished. 
But what is happening here is that you revived yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please sit down. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And just pray one more minute in tongues. Pray one more minute. Let me hear you speak in other tongues. Koruze breketela madosa paladidaba. Koruze lebrene makashushaba. Pray in the Holy Ghost. There's something that I want to communicate to you. It is that thing that makes prayer easy. It's jumping upon this house. Such as I have given unto you. That which makes prayer easy is jumping upon this house. Let me hear you pray in the Holy Ghost. Kelebrago shapata. Hallelujah. <laughs> Harata bileketu na barosa pakateda elebreketu na brande beketusa hey pakatusha predide beketusa elemanklo predika sotaliba hey let that which makes prayer easy jump upon you eleruza pekalinama hale patosa pa pelinamonga hey predusha korebreni mangala alibrakata libra hilabrakata libra hilabrakata liba hilabrakata libra hilabrakata liba hey pradosha predide keteseliba elebredi bakateza let that which makes praise rest upon you today from your sleep wake up praying let the fountain of prayer break loose now Ele bracato shekebila ali marcato ele grapata libor cosotela ele brecatule brecate de picasa ha mele rusebe ile brecatule 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 brehilaba ele bredibe ketoseliba ha li protocosotile ba libre ketule brehile brecatule behe ha riparo socotonima ele brecatele brehilaba ha peredi bacando sacuta E pakatoni bregali bakate e parando shakaya ali breke susule bregadisa e magalide he he yes almost there receive receive let our which makes praise jump on you ele bredi bakato sepe ale brada bakato la brada bakato la bradi ale brada bakato la bradi bakato la ele breke tule breke tele bahai Lira 
Ele prakata rusa pelendo rusa pelida. E marusa prekatila baha. Leraba isia 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 isia. Receive now. Receive now. Melo rusa. E pretusu ke petila. E libre ke tu lebehe. I see some of you in your sleep. You're praying. You're coming out of prayer. Out of sleep, pray in the name of Jesus. Le rusa prekatila ba. E parando shokotulebia. Ili prukusu ke prekatita. E patunan de prekatusa. Hey. Le rusa prekateliba halide. Ele preti pokotosi kalebrahima. Give him praise. Give him thanks. Give him thanks as a receive. Give him thanks. Open your mouth. Give him thanks. Hallelujah. That which makes it prayer easy has rested upon you. Is upon you now. Is upon you now. Some of you will be restless because something will be drawing you to prayer. Yero pokotosi kalebrahima haliba. Ele montong le kretinga bos. Emelingle broko petanda. He prekatutu kesutele he. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to be with you. Nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want to worship you. Nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to be with you. Yeah, nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to worship you. Yeah, nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want to be with you. Yeah, nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want to worship you. Yeah, nothing like. Your presence, Lord, all I want to be with you is nothing like your presence, Lord, all I want. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It has happened. I saw when he got, it came out. Something will drive you to prayer. You wake up and you realize, some of you, you some of you, you think it's something, but it's the Holy Ghost. He'll wake you up in the night. Respond to him. I see destinies bettered. Bested. I saw a reconstruction of a battered life. That which makes prayer easy has come upon you. So, so what I've been saying, lengthy, when you spend protracted time praying extensively, it's not because it takes that amount of time for God to hear you. So most persons miss it and say, do we have to pray that long for God to hear us? You see, God himself is limited to what amount of energy you provide for him to work with. He's limited to it. But when the energy is made manifest, God gyrates. He walks. In Acts chapter 12, James was arrested and James was killed and nothing happened. James, one of the three innermost disciples of Jesus, one upon whom Jesus made some of the greatest investments upon. One that Jesus wanted to take the, the ministry to the other level. It was not close to God's will for James to die. The reason another James wrote the book of James was because a James was supposed to write it. A James was supposed to write account of what he saw physically in the life of Jesus. 
So the half-brother of Jesus who became an apostle was the one that wrote that. So James died. James died. Think of it. James died. But the Bible said when the king Herod saw that he pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter. He said, this were the days of your living bread. But as he took Peter, something happened for Peter that did not happen for James. The Bible says, now prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for Peter. Now, see something about that prayer. They gathered together and were praying night and day for Peter. When you're praying like that, shouldn't you release conscious faith? But you re realize that these guys were not in head faith. They were not, their, their mind was not cooperating with their prayer. How do I know? Peter was eventually released and led by the angel to where they were praying for him. He came and knocked at the door. And Rhoda, Rhoda, it was a um, um, sister-in-law, came and saw him. With excitement, he locked him out and ran in to tell the disciples, Jesus and Peter is outside. They told him, it's not Peter. The Bible said Rhoda insisted that it was Peter. When she insisted, they said, if you think you saw Peter, it must be his angel. Because if it is this Peter we're praying about, he has died. That means mentally, they were not expecting much. You know, when you are in faith, if you are in faith, if you listen to Gloria Copeland teach on faith, it talks about the outstretched neck. Your neck is stretched out. If you are looking for Peter, even if they say P, you take it. But Peter was at the door. But they didn't believe it was Peter. But why did those things happen for Peter? It's a law. When we speak in tongue extensively, energy is created. And that energy is dynamic in its working. I've only seen evangelists who speak complete unbelief on, on platform and they see miracles. Because all they did before they came to the miracle was praying, Agbara, 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 and kept praying. And they came, they misquoted all the scriptures. They confused the revelation. But when it was time for miracle, don't make a mistake. It's the energy. Spend time praying the Holy Ghost and see the power of God manifest in your life. Once again, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the honor. Thank you for the privilege of ministering here. And I trust you are blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed by it. To get a copy of this message, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or send an email to info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. You can also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of free quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow or like our Facebook page, Revival House of Glory International Church and Horn of Revival Ministry. You could also subscribe to our YouTube page, 
at Rogic TV and at Apostle Goodheart to watch messages from the Horn of Revival Ministry. God bless you.